Never content, I got a supplement. We on the money making mission, ain't no competition. It's just hustle blends. I tell them, never tell the left what the right knows. Young visionary, facing all adversity. Sticking to my Bible and my wife, check my life. A million dollars ain't enough. You gotta run it up. Yeah, uh. You gotta run it up. They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, bring me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside all right, everybody, welcome back to the Million Dollar Conversation Podcast. I am one-fourth of the host today, actually. I am Patrice Anguini. And this is Twitty Anguini, aka Uncle T. Yes, and I'm your favorite rich auntie. And we have a wonderful, magnificent, lovely couple today. So this is the first time we have a couple on the pod. Um, and you know we would only bring them on if... One, I mean, the name of the podcast is called Million Dollar Conversations. Right, so we're running up your check right now, so you're going to have to go ahead and get your coins right because we know y'all got your stimulation packages in. Well, today, the first checks were sent out. Now, you know, they on the way. Right, so that means this podcast is going to cost a little bit more this week than it did last week because we got some more stimulation in the building. So, I introduce to you none other than... You can take a pill, but it won't be chilling. I-, I was trying to rhyme. Okay, let me try it one more time. All right. All right. Um, we may not have chill, but we do got pills for the seal. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's acceptable. All right. All right. Nice. You really did try. Hey, those pills are coffee. That hustle bleed. And if that's not strong enough for you, guess what? We got baller. We got that shot caller. Okay, but what? <laughs> We don't have pills, y'all. Those pills are definitely what coffee. What else wrong with seals? Uh, chill, bills, bills, deals, deals, everything but pills. Meals. Real, Trill. I could have said meals. Real, real, trill meals. We all need meals. Meals on wheels. Right. So we can go back and say vitamin pills. Vitamin pills. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah, mm. we appreciate those. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got seals in the building. <laughs> yes, the seals with the apostrophe after the S because. It's plural. Correct. It's and it's important that y'all know that. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can't make it if we yeah. try. Just the two of us. Hello, hello everyone. I'm Herschel Seals. Oh, and I am Warren Seals. So thank y'all for having us. So yeah. tell us more about who y'all are and, and everything else. Hey everyone, we are the Sealses, as she said. Um, Warren, he's an up-and-coming artist, music artist, gospel, Christian, his R&B and rap, just dropped an album called Hidden Figures. Yeah. Um, he's giving it off to me, I guess, because I do his marketing and all of that, so. Um, does that make, like, is that A&R, or like, what is A&R? No, it's all the above. She's all the all above. above. She's Woman all Woman of above. all trades. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, really tapping into this social media marketing, um, as well as just getting him out there and getting his name out there. Uh, besides that, I do engineering. My background's engineering, working at Lockheed Martin. Then starting some business ventures of my own as well. But what? this is about Warren, and he's trying to add gunshots. No, this is about uh, y'all. It's about us. This is about y'all. <laughs> this is about y'all. This yeah, is about y'all. This is about y'all. 
Now y'all, the collective you were, group. You were just out here acting up, acting a fool. Now you want to oh. turn over the mic. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, let's see. Uh, by day, I am a math teacher. Well, I'm a seventh grade math teacher. It's pretty amazing. Uh, by night, I am a music artist. So yeah, that's all. So how did you get started with music? Like, were you always a music artist, or is it something that you like fell in love with? And tell us more about that. So I actually started uh, rapping in eighth grade. A buddy of mine decided he wanted to be the best rapper alive. So I said, okay, let's do it. (laughs) And uh, every time we saw him, he was just freestyle. Right. Like everywhere. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's good, bro? How you How you doing today? You know, today I'm feeling pretty good. I'm about to go back to my hood. Show y'all what it really do. Uh, so stuff like that. It's like every time we saw him, he's freestyling. So we're like, okay, cool. He's like, yo, you need to start rapping for real though. Like you'll be good at it. I ignored him for like maybe two months mm-hmm. until he started rap battling this kid named Skills. It was amazing. Uh, then I tried it. And since then, I've just been locked into it. It's been kind of my uh, artistic out from... Just this, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's my way yeah, out. So we um the backstory is um myself, Herschel, and Warren all went to college together, and so we all know one another from college and everything. So we were talking a little bit before we got on the pod about just life after college, just like mm-hmm. life, like the adulting you think you do in college. As far as you know, you got your own little place. You know, somebody coming through. You got you got your own Netflix account. You paying your forty dollars cell phone bill. All this. Oh wow, that's a lot. Right. You know, you got your bundles with your refund check. You know what I'm saying? Like you just balling out of control. Um, That is like a college adulting. But now, um, because we haven't seen one another, and and four or five years, a a whole minute, right? A whole minute. Um, it's like we're all adulting, you know, mm-hmm. we're both married, uh, you know, just just careers and trying to get things together, trying to figure things out. So how has life after college been for y'all? Like what has been like the most specific adulting thing you've learned or the most random adulting thing that you do? Let's start there. The most random. Hmm, I think everything just I think everything about adulting is kind of random. <laughs> That's, yeah. true. Honestly, That's true. It's yeah. just like. You figure out that there's this thing called investing yeah, that, that your parents didn't learn until they were 50, so it was too late. Yeah. Oh. And now that they and know then, it. Yeah. <laughs> now that they, yeah. And then you learn about, I don't know. Mm, you just simple learn stuff. To, yeah, simple stuff. Like, we're getting our first home next month. So yeah. then you learn about the home buying process. Yeah. Then you get your car, yeah. then you realize, then you start... I think everything's like a trickle down. You have like a bigger goal, then you realize there's like five other goals that yeah. lead up to that one goal. Yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. you're like, oh, I want a car. And they're like, oh, but you got to start back at credit. Yeah. Like, oh, like, okay. Well, credit. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you just like a whole rebuilding your mind frame. Yeah. It's very... Well, luckily, my parents kind of got me ready before the adulting phase. I kind of knew what to expect. So my dad, he's always been the one, like, I pay him the bills and he pays the bills. Oh, that's nice. So, like, in college, I did have, like, that Mm -hmm. car note and Mm -hmm. I had the the other bill. What was that? Cell phone bill and Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Insurance. I was already paying insurance. So, yeah. I just, now I'm transitioning to stop paying him, finding our own stuff, Mm getting off his plans. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, so. See, I have that same stuff. I think. Can we talk for a little bit about like getting your own Wi-Fi? You know, 
And uh, now when your bill doesn't come correct. Can we talk about the fact that Wi-Fi is now a utility? It is a utility. Wi-Fi is a whole utility. It's a necessity now. Like, yeah, if you ain't got Wi-Fi, what are you doing right now? What what do you have? It's a light bill. I think the most annoying thing about adults is like having to put everybody else in check. Like you can't have your parents put people in check for you. So you have to have those conversations with like if something is wrong on your bill. You gotta demand your own discounts. You know, you can't pass it off to your mama no more. (laughs) See, I've had the privilege of understanding and knowing a man which is my father who Mm -hmm. knows how to swindle his way down the price list or you know the, so my dad is African and he acts like he doesn't speak English to these people so he frustrates the person on the other end until the they price goes low because uh, you know what we'll give you the discount so I have adapted that so anytime oh like you know with the whole corona came through the whole situation so they were like hey Metro PCS has like you know these uh, oh yeah, they're supposed to credit your account like two hundred dollars or something. Right, yeah. so you can get like literally two months of free uh, service, service. Yeah. service. Right, mm-hmm. and so like I called them and I was like, you know, I tried the whole America thing. How you doing? How's your day today? Can I help you? And that didn't work. I, you know what? Forget that. I'm gonna call the next person. Call the next person. I'm like, hello, how you doing? Oh. I uh, <laughs> I suppose you have my money, and they're like, uh what money? It was like, the coronavirus. <laughs> the, and they were like, oh, you mean the coronavirus relief? Obviously, they didn't give it to me because they ran out. But to me, it was like, once you hit that angle, they, mm. they flipped the switch on you and be like, okay, we're willing to help you because you don't understand English. Mm. I'm going to start pulling that card. I think it's just crazy. Do you have, a, do you have an money. accent in which you can pull that card? No, I'm going to practice, though. Yeah, just watch, get one. watch a movie. I'm gonna give you an accent today. <laughs> the Jamaican one. I don't think people will take like immediate pity on Jamaicans. I think it's like. I feel like we just kind of be like, oh, you guys, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> you all right? They're closest. They're close to black as you can get, though. That's probably why. Like they regular, like us, yeah. you know. So the you regular. have to find some. You got to shop around, Lauren. I'm on it. So, so I might have to shop around to like Australian or something like that. I don't think that people, I don't think you pity Australians. Yeah, they're, they're doing great. Right. They they're doing better than us. Oh, uh, you're right. Uh, yeah, they're not connected to anything. Well. So they don't got those problems. Yeah, they don't care nothing about, <laughs> about it. So we know that like we got this whole staying at home, staying mm-hmm. at home, staying at home situation now. So what are y'all's thoughts right now about like people um, choosing to be productive or choosing not to be productive or chilling or not chilling during the coronavirus stay at stay at home vacation? I don't see a problem with it personally. I think the agenda is being pushed too much that you have to be an entrepreneur or mm. you have to hone a skill mm-hmm. and I mean, I feel there's people that have been working since they're like 12. Yeah, that's and true. And this is their this is their first break. This like, is true. Let, let them be great. <laughs> Give them let them thing. sleep in. Like, yeah. if there's, there's no party foul. No party foul. Mm-hmm. I, I personally don't see a problem with it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Warren? No problem. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I think as long as you are. Like, better in the aspect. I think people are focusing so much on being better in the aspect of, like, building a company or something. Mm-hmm. But if you are, I think you should come out, like, maybe a better sense of self. Mm-hmm. Maybe stre- you're not stressed as much. Some mm-hmm. stuff, as long as you're better in some facet, 
right. but not in the facet that everybody, the box that everybody's trying to put someone in. I think, right. I think that's mm. worth you know considering. I think this is one of those moments where um, you used to just sit back and just enjoy family time. Mm-hmm. It's very rare mm-hmm. that you just have 24 hours to spend with your spouse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I are both working from home. Yeah. Shoot, I wake up, we work. Mm-hmm. We get off work, we right next to each other. Right. It's time to go to sleep, we stay right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're just enjoying being around each other and spending true, like, quality time with each other. Yeah, you know, conversations mm-hmm. with each other. Other than that, I mean, shoot, she goes in at 7, so she leaves the house at, like, 6.30. I leave right, on, and then I get home later than she does, yeah. depending on my days. There are certain days that I don't get off work till eleven. Right. Wow. And so wow. certain days we don't see each other. Some days we only see each other for two hours before it's time to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But now we can just enjoy each other for an entire twenty-four. Right. Right. And I think that's the most important thing: is just spending time with the people you love. So, like, with being married, how do y'all stay connected to just like your other family? Because I feel like. Not your other family, like your family, obviously, like your parents and grandparents and, you know, whoever else y'all y'all are connected to. Because I feel like sometimes as a married couple, we get a lot of flack for like, mm-hmm. just, you know, just wanting. Where you been at? Like being our own family, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not necessarily understood that like we are our own family. And so like when I'm like, yeah, we just chilling. It's like, well, y'all always chilling. I'm like, what's <laughs> married. That's what we're supposed uh, to do. We're supposed <laughs> to chill. <laughs> Right. Like, we signed a contract to chill. Right, right. We signed a contract to chill. Um, so, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna touch base on that in a second. But, um, like, do y'all ever get any flack for that? Nah. Mm-mm. I mm-hmm. think we're blessed in the fact that our parents, well, first of all, his parents are in the corner, so we mm-hmm. see them all the time. My mm-hmm. parents aren't as cute. So mm-hmm. they're about 40, 45 minute drive. Right, right, right. Um, but they're really Saying like the what goes on under my roof is my priority. Yeah. 
It's like, yo, under your roof, you got that, but you can't sit there and be frustrated with me because I can't spend time under your roof. Mm-hmm. That's not my priority no more. That's not what I'm, you know, I'm managing. That's not what I'm, you know, right. keeping up with anymore. Yeah. Right, right. So. And I think my sorry. marriage itself has changed that too because I was a low maintenance. He was more high maintenance. So I was perfectly fine, you know, watching a show quietly. Yes, that's me. I'd be on one side of the couch, you go on the other side of the couch. We're not going to say nothing to each other, but I'm enjoying my time. Yeah. And I realized that people are now like, that's like a weird thing. Like, what? Is or like, or like, or like, or making a drive from one destination to another and not yeah. holding a conversation, just listening to music. Yeah. Like, people really frown at that. I mean, but I'm a I'm a talker though. I'm a conversationalist. Yeah, right, right. She'll get in the car. Nah, man. Look, it wasn't even just listening to music. Every time we get in the car, she sleep. That's sleep. But even like in the beginning of our dating, I'm like, are we finna, we finna talk about some. I mean, shoot, if there's, I feel like if there's something about you that you can share with me, and I could be taken aback, like, wow, that's shocking. Yeah. Then maybe yeah. we don't talk enough. Not everything else that you could do, I expected. Like, I almost didn't date him because he wanted to talk too much. <laughs> like, he wanted to, like, talk on the wedding work, on lunch, after you get off. Yeah, just check on you, man. I was that guy. This is too much. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. See? I can't take this. Yeah. See, now we done switched roles. <laughs> now she want to talk all day. Oh. Uh-huh. Talking about me. Can't be a hater all your life, Hersh. So has the balance you had a little bit more in to, like, appreciate that quiet time, son? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I be looking for moments of quiet time. What yeah. y'all say? No, I'm scared. Huh? Just like from the noise of life, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be able to do things that I enjoy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, shoot, with all of this stuff going on, I mean, I have I have to really balance that because I mean, in the dating phase, I can do whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it is what it is. I don't. Yeah. I gotta be mindful about your feelings, but I don't gotta be that mindful. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, but now that we married, like I have to be mindful because however you feel can dictate my week, not just my day. That's how you do it. Really can. Hey, that's vice versa, though, right, Patrice? Absolutely, no, absolutely. Yeah. But, okay. Versa. We just gonna shake our heads. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it's vice versa. Yeah. But I feel like the woman tends to have more more control. I wasn't gonna say that. Like we kind of set the we set the atmosphere, set the tone, set the we, atmosphere. We kind of set, set the tone a little bit, you know. So set, yeah, if if the wife isn't necessarily like up and up, you know, it, it ain't looking good. It's not a good week. But it's not a good week. My <laughs> mood is reflection of his mood. Stop it. And so he now you want to say stop, stop it, now, it, but. There have been times now. I will say that we do. We reflect each other's moods. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I just been like, I don't feel like being bothered, and then she gets mad, mm-hmm. and it's because. No, nah, it's not that she oh. gets mad because she don't feel like being bothered, and she's like, I wasn't even feeling like this like thirty minutes ago. Now she mad because she feeling how I felt prior to this. Uh-huh. So I'm like, dang, now I gotta stop feeling like what I'm feeling <laughs> and go and make you feel like you felt before. <laughs> Y'all kind of feed off of each other. Yeah, Man, literally, it's a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, we feed off of each other. We're, we're not the ones to, like, you feel your mood, I feel my mood, and we go our separate ways. Yeah. We, like, we feel our moods, and then we, like, empathize with the other mood, yeah. and then we yeah. come back. Yeah, and then we come back. <laughs> you know, what really, like, not bothers me, but, like, there's moments I wake up really jolly. Yeah. Like, today was one of those days. He did. Like, he went downstairs, up, he started cooking and cleaning. And I'm playing jazz, I'm playing reggae, yeah. I'm just... Like he's in his own. He didn't download an app and started singing songs on it. It's 
Yeah, on Voicey? Yeah. I saw that on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Fun. I'm like, you know what? It's a good day. I didn't know chill. you posted it on Instagram. Why not? I, I didn't see it. It was three of them. Yeah, I had about 30. I saw all three of them. Yeah. I saw all of them. There was more than one? Yeah. You didn't stop? No. I'm hey, one. now I will say, now Voicey is a great app. I got, those, I got a few of those. I got a few of those. It was, it was all was you saw was shoulders. Come on, you man. saw his man cleavage. You saw no. sh- what? Is, is that a thing? It's a thing. Inappropriate. Man cleavage is a thing. It's a thing. I didn't know. I didn't know either. It's a thing. I didn't know either. Yeah. Like a woman's gonna be like, ooh, his his, his man Look, yes. <laughs> look at that boy's <laughs> Adam's right. apple. It's a real thing. He's out here Right. They just. And I, I think it's the Adam's apple, bro. The ladies love the right, Adam's apple. That's what it is. People half naked. It was a joke. It was like some funny stuff. Right. Anyways, was funny. but I woke up. I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. <laughs> and like I I hear her down the steps, and I'm like, hmm, she didn't even say. Like usually she'll say something like, hey, good morning, and she just comes downstairs. She's like, hey, we gotta do X, Y, and Z. Blah blah blah. What what you doing? I'm like, uh, dang, I do do that. Uh, yo. We not at school no more. Like we at home. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a student. Right. That you right. have to give your goals for the day. Like these are like, our objectives. Right. So she's like, this is what objectives. we gotta do. Right. To the board. Yeah. So I'm just. I was like, hey, okay. Let me just give her a minute. Maybe she, you know. I didn't realize how much I did that into this whole this this whole situation. Yeah. I need, I need these schools to open back. <laughs> Look, open back the schools. The teachers want to teach. <laughs> I didn't I'm not a student. I didn't realize how much I did that. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm really sorry. But I, I prayed to God. I was like, you know what, God? Like, I pray. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit handle her because, like, anything I say, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to meet that. And that's low-key, high-key how he be winning arguments. Yep. Like, just. Go up. Yeah, like, I'm in the middle of just being petty. I got all my good, you know, comebacks. I'm coming. You know, I'm just I'm just coming. I got them coming. And then, like, Tweety just turned on some praise and worship. And then I'm just like, wow. I really wasn't mad. I, I low-key just, we just needed to do stuff. You woke up ambitious. I woke up just, like, with structure. <laughs> I, I was currently doing something. But it, I, I, I think it was due to the ambition before you acknowledged his morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. It's like, hey, good morning. Oh my god, hey. Yo, don't forget today we have to do X, Y, and Z. You're right. Versus, You're he's right. like, hey, good morning. We got to do da 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 da. And by it's the like way, I was off. currently doing those things. Mm. But he was uh, doing it at his own jolly pace. Mm. Uh, so he wasn't doing it fast enough. Yeah, it just wasn't fast. So enough. it bothered you that he didn't do it yeah, faster. It did. Why? He it was did, doing it though. It did, but it was like at a like he was like See, taking his time. We have this thing where mm. like. Patrice is like the we're just gonna get dumped, just like running all over the place to do nah. stuff. I'm like, and he's get too chill. I'm not chill. I don't have a chill feel in my body. Orange swears out to tell him the day, the time, the activity. <laughs> if you want to done at that time, yeah. Baby, take out the trash, please. All right. It's gonna get done. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But my thing is, like, I, I'll be okay, and then five minutes later, the trash still not taken out. Uh, why you ain't taking the trash? Well, I didn't know you wanted it done at this very moment. That's how men think. It's and urgent. Oh there you go. It's I want to keep looking at trash. Ur- urgent oh. to us <laughs> is like a busted pipe right. or something's on fire. Oh. Something that could Thank really you. be wow. devastating. Okay, for one, I have, I have been about down these stairs like two or three times since we moved in uh-huh. here. 
And Tweety, it's taking him a good five minutes to get to me. Did you get up? There's no... Yeah, I did, but it wasn't urgent. It wasn't urgent at all. This is what she be doing. Like, I'll be urgent. hearing the noise, and I'm like, hey, baby, you good? No, it's not It's not immediate. It's not immediate. Silence. It's, so I'm like... I did. I already got up. That's why he don't have to come. Silence is also an indicator that you should probably go check. So, I do go check. By the time I get to the show, you can get here fast enough. I'm like... Damn. I didn't know it was... As urgent, but I was moving it. Yeah, I was getting there. Like I said, if you ask me to do a chore, unless you put a timetable on it, it's gonna it's gonna get done. Give me specific. See, look, growing up, my mama used to say, "Wash the dishes tonight," Mm -hmm. and they got done that same night. Mm -hmm. If you say, "Hey, we gotta clean the kitchen," okay, we'll clean it. Communication. I think that's the thing. All the old folks telling us before we got married. This is being specific. Right. Like we we understand your concern and we understand you know what the issue is and we know we need to resolve that problem, uh-huh. but you don't put a clock behind it as well. Right. right. That's why we're like, yo, it's gonna get resolved when I'm ready to do it, and then we all gonna be happy because I'm gonna do it on my time and they gonna be happy that it's done. But okay, so so I'm, I'm gonna just take it there real quick. Uh oh. So, y'all want stuff at a particular time. Mm. Y'all rolling over and be like, hey, uh, well, you know. It's been a day. It's been 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of urgent. I got a good comeback for It's kind of urgent. That's, That's different. What I'm you know, worship is urgent. Wow. It is. And that is wow. active worship. Therefore, thus, mm. said the Lord. Ah. Can you point me to that scripture? Please. Uh, <laughs> please. In first foolishness, chapter three, verse. Yeah, no. No, it's, it's a little okay, urgent. Okay, That's okay, what I'm okay. saying. All right, but how about this though? How about mm-hmm. when we be like, "Man, I'm hungry," and then it's just like, a, "Oh, okay, what are we gonna do then?" Is that not urgent? Us dying of starvation? First of all, you ain't never dying of starvation. How you know that? Ever? How you know that though? Ever? If Tweety starves, at any day he's ever starved, it's because he chose to. I've never starved. He's chosen. Even in to. Africa, I didn't starve. He's just, like anytime, like I packed his lunch, he left it here. Like if I gave him snacks, he left them in the car. It's because that fool wanted. I'm sorry. It's because Tweety wanted oh. to. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, no, I, I, was, I was talking casually. I'm sorry. I was talking mm. like I, I, I forgot you was right there. But you know, it's because you did not I'm want to now. eat. No, it's because you did not want to eat. No, I agree with you. I feel like I got, if I gave you something and you didn't eat it. But I don't be feeling bad for myself. It'd be you like, you didn't eat nothing. I'm like, I was cool. I was yeah, I was chilling. I was just chilling. I was, so you don't want to eat my food, huh? I'm like, oh. And then, nah, no, oh, no, she did this to me. There was a day, man. She used to pack my lunch all the time. And one thing that my boss would do, he like he got a smoker. So he'll grill something up and he'll bring it up for all the coaches. Cool. So we sitting there eating and all of that. And so the lunch that my wife packed me, I just keep in my refrigerator at school for the next day. At least you put it in your refrigerator. But then she does this. Oh, yep. (laughs) But then, but then she says to me, I'm going to stop packing you lunch. You'll never eat the lunch I make for you today. I make it. good lunch that she can pack. No, I don't say I'm going to stop making it. I just say. I'm going to stop packing your lunch. I don't make for the rest of the week. Yeah. You got, Since you done found you something to eat, you got three <laughs> three days worth of barbecue. Now tell me, does that not does not does that sounds like it came from a place of hurt? Yes, sir. No, it does not. I'm a petty individual. You done, you done found oh, yourself why, something. Why would I continue? Just because when you have three lunches, you haven't eaten. It. It's not three; it's one. First of all, you're lagging on your days. <laughs> secondly, secondly, just a statement at hand. Right. 
Well, since you didn't pound yourself something to eat, well, why don't you just I, say, huh? It was said. It was in the atmosphere. It was in the atmosphere. Ergo, I will acknowledge it. That's how you heard it in your head? Uh, I just heard it the way I heard it. You just, I, I said that. Yeah, like that. Your wife, she, she, it's I, all right. she's petty. I think she's uh, she got some petty in her. Mm. Give me a time. We're on a podcast, babe. So I just take that. <laughs> Give me a time. Remember. I'm transparent. Mm-mm. I know. He can't I'm think a, of anything. I know. I'm a petty individual. I, 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 it's, it's exposing me. Yeah. And I don't, go, I don't go there with you <laughs> because I know that, you know, it's going to. God knew. Yeah, God, God knew. He just knew. Your strengths are my weaknesses, and my weaknesses are your strengths. Because, like, if you would have asked me, like, what, how old am I? Okay, I'm 26. If you would have asked me when I was 18, I just did not think I was going to get married. I just didn't. Like, I just didn't see myself working with another person. Like, during group <laughs> projects in school, like, I'd be like, all right, guys, y'all all are going to mess this up. Just go ahead. Just give, <laughs> just give it to me. That like, I don't know. I just, I just felt like this. I never thought I'd work together with another person. But you showed me a lot about myself, like, in the patience I don't have. Well, like, I just, or, I ha- or am developing the patience I'm developing. I, I just, I just want to say, uh, in my program, I have a project. And they said you can use a partner for your project. So if you would just, you know want to partner up on that and take over the project so it can be done correctly. And I just put it in my name. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no I just, whatever floats your boat. It's, <laughs> it's, it's cool. cool. <laughs> Yeah, I know that. Um, so, so uh, I really just, um, I'm inspired by it uh, because I know there's like some things God is telling me to do mm-hmm. that I'm struggling in my obedience to saying like, you know, because I, I don't know, like I've, I've realized a lot about myself, like I just want to tussle a little bit. I just want to be like, <laughs> no, no, I know best. But like you, you seem like, or at least it looks like it was a very like easy release for you. So um, how is it when it comes to like things God tells you to do and like how quick you are to do them? Oh goodness. Uh, well, I've noticed that uh, when God wants you to do something, uh, when we're obedient enough, a bit obedient enough to do what He asks for us to do, mm-hmm. uh, everything moves at His pace, yeah, and not ours. So when I was working on a project, it was just flowing. Mm-hmm. I started working on it in what December. And I was done writing it in February. Mm-hmm. I was done writing in February. How did it come to you? Ah, that's a funny story. All right, so uh, my wife and I were on our way to Houston uh-huh. because uh, a friend of hers had a baby. Where, uh-huh. or, His baby just it? turned one. Yeah, so we were going out there to celebrate with him and all of that. We do this freestyle game in the car mm-hmm. where we'll just put a random instrument along and I say, hey, give me two random words. I'm going to make a story about it. <laughs> Well, this one specifically was about, she gave me, what was it? 
She said, yeah, chap lips and gas prices were my two topics. So the entire song was about how gas prices were so high that I had to choose whether or not to put gas in my car or spend that little $3 I had to get some chapstick. Mm, R.I.P. to the high gas prices. Yeah. <laughs> you will not be missed, though. You will not be missed. <laughs> Stay the same. <laughs> Stay there. So that's kind of how that came about. And then we go to a Bible study every other Friday in McKinney. It's mm-hmm. called Dive. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, one, the study that we just went over was about Peter. So the next instrumental came on. Hershey's like, yo, I'm going to try this one. Mm-hmm. And when the beat dropped, I said, wait a second. Mm-hmm. This joke is fire. Right, right. And then I started freestyling, and I ended up freestyling Peter. Mm-hmm. That was just off dome. So I said, we got we to gotta write this down. Yeah. So we wrote it. And then the next beat came on. She was going to try that one, too. <laughs> it happened to be the instrumental for Abraham. It's still in my shine. Yep. You know, sorry. Uh, it's our shine now. So it's through your wife. <laughs> Yeah, it was wow. because of her. That's and beautiful. she was like, it would be dope if you did an entire project where you just like talked about different people yeah. and related their stories to everyday life. Yeah. You know? Wow. So I said, all right, let's get it. Wow. That's dope. So like in y'all's, because I, I think like for one, Hershey, like just in being around you, just just these few few hours, um, you are so just it's, you're so graceful, and it seems like you give people a lot of grace, and just you know just you you really support your husband, like you undergird him, and you like look you doing this we doing this, um, so I guess in the creation of that, how did y'all work together on that project? Um, I guess I'm blessed that Warren has trust trust me enough for mm-hmm. like positive feedback mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that because you know artists they're really sensitive about mm-hmm. their art right they're sensitive right. about their projects so right. um i think like you said the grace is one thing mm-hmm. so of course this is a takes financial um, responsibility to create something like this right it takes time so just mm-hmm. me being patient in the hours that he had to put in the studio mm-hmm. um the money that we had to put aside to buy like the beats and pay for the studio time right and then just actually enjoying it with him instead of just seeing it as like a hobby or a chore and actually appreciating um, what God is doing through him and then also praying to God for how I could be a better helpmate in in his vision for uh, Warren and so um, I think that's how I that's that was my role and like I said him just being open for me telling him to do a line 20 times because mm-hmm. it didn't sound right to me mm-hmm. or things that I suggested that didn't sound right to him but he would do it anyway mm-hmm. just know because I'm mm-hmm. like a hearer and a doer so mm-hmm. I have to see it or mm-hmm. hear it mm-hmm. and then I know like mm-hmm. alright my, my idea was pretty bad yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my bad yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but him being patient in that regard as well because I'm pretty sure he was like on a roll and there was sometimes I'd be like screw mm-hmm. do that again he'd be mm-hmm. like bro like like that was great. the one. That was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like I that. appreciate you allowing me to but do one have one in that. I had to remember though that every every time she suggested that I try something, it was just to make me better. Right. And it wasn't to, you know, slow me down or to right. kill my vibe or nothing like that. So I tried it. Right. Because I know I know her heart behind it, even though sometimes the ideas were just not it. I just knew her heart behind it. And so, mm-hmm. hey, if she wants me to do the best that I can for this track, and she wants me to try this because she sees, you know, or has like a vision like that, all right, let me see if I can make it come to life. Right. If I can't, and we're going to go back to my vision. And I, and, I, <laughs> and I think one thing that was 
frustrating but interesting is learning that he's a different person. Like he has a different side of him when it comes to his music. Mm -hmm. And so you already, it was our first year of marriage. Or, mm -hmm. So it's already interesting just figuring out that dynamic. But then and now I'm learning a different dynamic that I didn't expect to be introduced to. Mm -hmm. So like how he would like to be talked to while he's writing. Right. Or how, like, when he's freestyling, what are the verses I need to pick up on to write down for him real quick? Mm. And which one is the one that he's just saying so he can clear wow. his head to get to the meat of Come the project? Come on, Archie. So it's just like, <laughs> it's, he's very different as a musician than he yeah. is as a person. So yeah. I had to learn that part of him and how right. I can best help that side of him. Wow. Yeah, what I'm hearing That's is like good. working as a team. That's teamwork. I think marriage. That's teamwork. There's different th people who are like, well, you know, you can, you don't want to mix business and marriage. You don't want to mix, you know, different um, things that you're doing creatively with marriage because it pulls away from it. But I feel mm -hmm. like in marriage, you have to truly be one in every area. Yeah, and that's the way you grow and even help each other. You know, be critical and positively about something. Mm -hmm. Because what I've learned is that it's not that you're saying it sucks. You're saying that hey, <laughs> it could be better. <laughs> it could be better. And so with this project, man, just because I mean, even though my name's on the project, it's just as much hers as it is mine. Absolutely. The time that she put into it. She was there every day I went to the studio. Mm -hmm. Every time I wrote a track, she was there. Mm -hmm. Wherever I went and I was working on something, she was there. If I was listening to a beat and I said, I don't think I like this chunk, we might want to switch it up or want to put this towards something else. Mm -hmm. She was there for every single chunk. Mm -hmm. So it's just as much hers as it is mine. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's good to be committed to that. And I feel like when I heard this project, Patrice knows that like, I truly am like, one of the toughest critics in my family and people around me and first of all he said like to pimp a butterfly by Kendrick Lamar was okay mm -hmm. to give you some context yeah. of just like how to me black. Yeah. Yeah. but uh I, I I heard it and I heard the first song I was like whoa okay okay we, we, we're working with something so I like to give a whole album a listen. I don't like to do the oh one song that, mm -hmm. that just stands out by itself. Mm -hmm. That that doesn't tells me that doesn't tell me the story mm -hmm. of how you created it, mm -hmm. the things that you went through to uh, put it out. You know, as, as a former artist myself, like I know that the writing process, not all the songs make it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and there's a, there's some songs that you fight for. Mm -hmm. to keep on the album because you know how much it meant to you mm -hmm. but it may not relate to the uh, other to the audience mm -hmm. do you have any of those songs where you're like man I wish I could have kept that one no <laughs> yeah, um, uh, every, every song that he wrote he put on there there was a song that I didn't think was as strong as the others that if I were more bold I might have argued to not put it on there but mm -hmm. now that it's on there and we're seeing the response like i was totally wrong with it mm -hmm. and that one it was, was samson that one was samson i love samson and the reason i told her to keep it is because as i said i feel like she didn't feel the same way about it because it didn't resonate with her you know mm -hmm. like most of us who've gone through just a tough breakup and you like dang i knew you was this kind of person but i wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. we feel that one right but if you never had to go through a moment like that in your life, mm -hmm. to you, it's just another track. Right. And I loved how, like, it was storytelling on a biblical level. That was beautiful. To where I can I can go to the scripture, I can go to the story, I can go to David and, and listen to some of the lyrics that you were 
pouring out on the song. Like, th that is David. Like, that's how David would sing it. That's how David would write it. And just, uh, I, I felt like the album was very intricate to where it didn't, it, there wasn't a point on the album where I was like, I'm falling asleep. Mm. Like, you know, that was good Even first. Even the interludes and just the speaking parts and, you know, the one when you say you're talking to your dad. It was, it was dope. Yeah. All the way around. Mm. For sure. All the way around. Yeah, I actually did feature my dad on that too. So that was your dad, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was and it was my actual mom at the end. Oh really? Yeah, she did the poem. Recording that was so funny. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I can imagine. So like, um, when whenever you're doing this, like, what keeps you from thinking too much about the reception of it? Oh, the like music. What, yeah, or or just anything you're pursuing. But I mean, I guess since we're talking mm -hmm. specifically about this project, like. You know, sometimes like we get these these ideas and we're like, this is big, this is massive, like this this is real big. And like we're like, what if people don't like what if nobody gets it? Or what if hmm. people turn their nose up at it or whatever? Like how do you blind out, I guess, the noise? So what I had to do, uh I just prayed a very specific prayer along the way because I found times that I started feeling like the music was about me. Like it was, you know, something that I was putting together and it was all me, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And I just, my specific prayer was, God, make this less about me and more about you. Maybe. Let your will be done through this. I mean, at the end of the day, you're making this. Mm -hmm. I'm just the vessel. Mm -hmm. So let your will be done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it was hard. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was very hard. I think the most, I think the most that we've probably argued, Hershey and I, in our marriage was mm -hmm. over Samson. Just because we didn't see eye to eye. And I was like, you're not getting it. And she was like, you're not getting it. And I'm like, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. <laughs> and we just going back and forth, man. And it, it came to a point where our argument just didn't make sense anymore. Yeah, you just happens. Yeah, always happens. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How did you start this thing? What are we arguing about anymore? I can't keep up. <laughs> Whatever it is, I was right. <laughs> right, right. So what are some of the challenges that you faced um, when when it came to the release part, like, you know, picking out the date, realizing, like, you know, how how you're going to push it and all those things. How did y'all together, like, deal with the, it's done, like, just put it out? Like I said, God, God works very well somehow. Not somehow, <laughs> he's, he's all knowing. Yes. But in our relationship, like, all the pieces just fall into place. Yeah. Yes, yes. It honestly and, does. and we look at that as just confirmation that we're doing mm -hmm. things, some you know, things that are pleasing to God mm -hmm. because it's been seamless. Mm -hmm. Like I released the prize. I just picked a random date and I was like, all right, I'm going to release this this day. And when I released it, her, she was like, okay, let me just start putting posts on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, the release comes and boom. Yeah. And then like, I think it, I think most people, so this is kind of off tangent, but most people have that story like there's one thing that they wanted to do originally and then their parents kind of mess and do something else. Mm -hmm. So engineering was never like my first thing. My first mm -hmm. thing I wanted to do was marketing. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that seed was planted already and then so when this came about, I'm like, I'm excited. Let's right. get to learning. I'm going to do these yeah. YouTube channels yeah. and give me my tips and yeah. let's just go. Yeah. She would put in hours. Hours yeah. on hours on hours. Yeah. And when I go to the studio, she'd be like, hey, we need to take still shots. We need to do this. We need to yeah. record this video. Yes. I need this, you know, graphic. I need this oh, here. Dope. All of that stuff. Like, that's dope. So I said, all right, you do your thing. And at the end of the day, I mean, marketing, 
it's kind of my minor in college. Mm-hmm. I had a concentration in marketing. It was really a general business minor, though. You know how that goes. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. <laughs> I never used it. I never touched it. Mm-hmm. And whenever it came down to her and wanting to know more about marketing, uh, I mean, even though I have experience from different courses, mm-hmm. I'm not going to come in there and just be like, yo, this is what you need to do. Right. It's like, yo, if this... The, the the music is my thing. Yeah. The marketing is yours. Yeah. We have a we have very established roles. Right. And we respect each other and trust each other to do exactly what we're supposed to do in our roles. That's nice. That's nice. I love that. I just gotta trust that she's gonna do something that's not gonna hurt me. And she trusts that I'm not gonna do anything that's gonna hurt her. So of course. We just chill back and let each other work. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I see it after she posted. <laughs> I love that. So, um, moving on to, like, our faith topic. So, uh, we're all 20-somethings in here. And um, we we all, you know, I think at some point have dealt with whatever pushback or whatever testing or challenging that comes out of, like, when you make the, um, the very, like, clear choice that you're going to live your life in Christ. Mm-hmm. And you're young. And it's like, why would you do that? You know? And we, we even get that same conversation when it's like, you get married. It's like, who gonna get... Like, why, why are you gonna get married and you so young? You know, you got your life. You, you know, we treat Christianity like it's a retirement plan. And so Honestly, yeah. We really do. We like, oh, when I get old, I'm gonna be like my granny. And then I'm gonna be a Christian. Yeah. And then I'm going to live my life right for the last six years of my right. life. Watch it. You know, watch my uh, my, my treasures accrue in heaven. I'm going to do a deathbed. Uh, what, what they call it? Uh, deathbed conversion. conversion? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know. so Stuff like that is crazy. Then they have the opposite end of it where they are like, they got the Christian millennials, but they like super corny. Like, so it's like a really. <laughs> yeah. It's a spectrum. You That's know what I'm real. saying? Like, you have like people who are like. Super corny, super like you know uptight and everything mm-hmm. like that, and they don't act like they know what's actually going on in mm-hmm. the current year that we're in, and you know people who are so far away from it. So um, just open floor, like does being Christian and millennial have to look a certain way? No, uh, one because being a Christian millennial does not mean you're going to heaven. Being a mm-hmm. uh, uh, baby boomer Christian does not mean that you get a faster <laughs> Just ticket. Just because you've been in it longer. Yeah, this is a, I've, been, I've been in the game. Right. <laughs> 50 years. Oh, gee, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> what you know about this Christ thing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like that guy. That guy is dope. But, like, for me, I, I started to understand this is a personal walk. That doesn't have to do with a generational thing because mm-hmm. those are those don't exist in the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. Like you could be sixty and not saved, and mm-hmm. I'm still you know more spiritually mature than you. Mm-hmm. Like, so even just to bounce, piggyback piggyback off that, when you look at the story of Job, mm-hmm. right? Whenever he lost everything, it was four people that was with him. I don't remember all the guys' names, but I remember uh, specifically one, Ali, who was his name. Mm-hmm. And he was the youngest of the four guys. All them, you know, the fellas before him that were speaking to Job were trying to make sense of what was going on in his life. And like, hey, yo, this is what you got to do. Or, you know, trying to give him all this advice. And he just sat back and listened. Mm -hmm. And then later on, after he saw that nothing was working, he said, yo, I sat back because I was younger than y'all, thinking that since you had more experience, (laughs) since you was older than me, you were wiser. (laughs) But he was like, yo, 
wisdom has nothing to do with age. Nothing. It's something gifted from God. Right. You know? And so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you young, old. I mean, shoot, you could be... You can be 10 years old and be more spiritually mature than somebody who's 40. Right. Like, they don't got age, don't got nothing to do with it. It's just what you allow the spirit to do in your life. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, being a Christian and a millennial, the kicker is this. Why is there. Gen Zers too, there. Yeah, we will, we will. But why is there a subcategory in Christianity? Like, I'm a Christian and a millennial, though. Like, it's like. Well, shout out to the young folks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there, there, there shouldn't be any type of subcategory. If you were Christian, you lump with Christian. Right, like that's it. No matter how old right. you are, you are Christian. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, do y'all ever feel like the struggle of being both young and saved? It's like you know, you know, you know, Twitter talk. We know what Black mm-hmm. Twitter is. We know what what's going on on certain reality TV shows. Like we're aware of things. Mm-hmm. Like we know what Shade Room is, mm-hmm. but like. We know all of these things, but we're also trying to grow in the word. So, what do y'all ever feel the pull of like, man? I just listened to Roddy Rich's album and like I liked it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I'm also trying to grow in this direction. You know, I do like that song, the box song. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, like when they, 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 and I'm like, okay. Right, and then he started getting into it. But nah. But I think that's the balance, though, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure. Because at the end of the day, to be Christian means to live a life like Christ. Right. Meaning, you are obedient to God. Right. You know what I'm saying? We try to make things extremely specific. Well, God didn't say nothing specifically about smoking weed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be obedient. Or be obedient mm-hmm. to what he wants you to do. Right. And in that obedience, our example for obedience to God is through Jesus Christ. First right. John chapter 2, verse 6 says that if we claim to be children of God, we must first walk in the example of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's our example, move in that example. Absolutely. All we know mm-hmm. are the accords of him being obedient to God. Mm-hmm. We just know that when he was called to be obedient, he was. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened within other chunks. Right. We don't know what happened. Like what his progress looked like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We right. don't know what happened from the from the day he was born to the right. day he was 15. We don't right. know about that stuff. Right. But we do know that when it was time for his ministry to take place, when it was time for him to be obedient and do unto do do what God wanted him to do, right. he did it. Yes. Yeah. So that's what it is to be Christian. When God is telling you to do something, mm-hmm. ain't no questions asked. Mm-hmm. You just go and do it. Whether you feel like it or not, eventually. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you ever feel like, because I'm growing in this Christian world, people know, you know, people know you're married. They know you're you're Christian. They know you're, you know, striving to do better. Do you ever feel mm-hmm. watched a little bit closer under a microscope because yeah. of that? Like, yeah. And so if you if somebody do happen to see Warren getting his car or Hershey getting her car and listen to the box or, you know, listen mm-hmm. to something else and they like, oh, I know that ain't Hershey. I know that ain't Mr. Steele's actually so, just, you know. This like, the kicker though. This the kicker. Uh that kind of mentality is very, very harmful today it's because it's mm-hmm. yeah. Being that I'll call it a loophole mentality. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, Patrice saved mm-hmm. and she didn't listen to Chief Keith album. <laughs> oh, that means I obviously can go to the club on Saturdays. Right. 
Right. And it's like it's no loophole mentality. Okay, I'm following. I love that. And so the kicker is stop trying to find a loophole as to justify. You yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As if you were the example of Christianity. As if I'm Jesus. You're not. Exactly. exactly. We all have our shortcomings. We all have our downfalls. Right. And so to compare yourself, the, the word even tells us don't compare yourself. Don't compare your walk to nobody else's. Absolutely. Because that's not how that's not how we live in life. Come on, go off. But <laughs> are you finna throw that at me? <laughs> <laughs> but. Whenever we look at somebody else's life, and we there, there's a false perception. Yeah. Just because, you know, just because uh, Uncle T goes to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. and I don't, just, you know, for example, right. doesn't mean that he's that much more spiritually spiritually mature than me. Right. Right. We know a lot of people that go to church on Sundays but don't apply none of it. Or know the Come word. On. Or know the word. Come on. You know what I'm saying? I very well could just sit in my crib on a Sunday morning and I can study for myself all day, every day and apply that word to my actual life. That's true. Right. And so we we gauge our perception of Christianity based on what we see somebody else do and their progress and their progress. But that's based on our eyes, though. Oh, okay. I remember when she used to throw it back in the club. But oh, now she wears long dresses. Like the, the flowing ones. They're not, they not fitted no more. they flowing now. She's trying to cover something up. Cool. Cool. And that, uh, now when she wear them tights, she tie that jacket around her waist. I see. She's growing in her faith. No, that's not. That is that's, not an indication. There's no indication. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's growth. There's growth. There, there's but, growth. But, that shouldn't be measured by what somebody is doing or not that, doing. Right there. There's no right. way to gauge right. spiritual maturity based off of. Maybe that. she just thought it was a cool fashion statement. What? You know, she got a hole in tights. I'm not sure about that because wow. if you do produce fruit. Oh, okay. And the more that you know, you grow in your relationship with Christ. Yeah, but tell me this so though. Your your actions. The you way start to look. Yeah. But tell but tell me this. But tell me this. So it can be an indicator of spiritual maturity to That's an extent. True. That's true. But how do you how do you notice spiritual maturity when you don't see the world in a spiritual View. The the Bible tells us that we'll know them by their fruit. Yeah. So whatever they produce. So if like you said, one day she was busting it at the at the club and doing mm-hmm. whatever. The next day you saw her, she with the floaties or the flowies. Okay, what is a floaty? Like you the know, floaty the dresser, floaty. like the little <laughs> flow, <laughs> the little <laughs> flow. That, that, that. Like the sun dresses. Why do y'all call them floaties? <laughs> yeah, it just it sounds just right sounds to us. Right. It just yeah, sounds yeah. right. But, <laughs> but the next time you see, you know, the, the young lady, she's with the floaties or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get okay. over it. I can't get over okay, it. Okay, I'm not going to say But you right. see that there's something that's changed something in her changed. life. That's a fruit. But this is the thing, though. We know in our spirituality, we know based on Galatians. Is it 522? It tells us the fruits of the Spirit. Right. right. How can you notice the fruits of the Spirit without knowing the fruits of the Spirit? Sure. True, 100%. And so in that, you can't gauge somebody's spiritual growth based on something that you have no knowledge of. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can just see that they've changed. Right. And then typically, you right. always hear the statement, oh, well, they done found Jesus. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. 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 And usually he <laughs> finds them. Right. Mm-hmm. Not the other way around. Right. right. But one thing I, I try to like stand on is that there's no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like I don't have to condemn you in order to convict you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like to like uh, mm-hmm. shame you for what you are currently doing mm-hmm. by pointing the finger. Right. Oh man, that's oh, that's you, Pastor Tweety, doing that. You doing that on the court? 
Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yo, like I'm, I'm a, a person. I'm a person. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a title and I'm not cursing. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just being a human being. And sometimes we take those titles and we put them on a mantle. Mm-hmm. And we say, since you're this, you have to act like this. And I'm like, no, I'm always gonna be who God made me to be. Right. We always have to be. act based on worldly standards. The world tells us that a pastor needs to act like XYZ. You know what I'm saying? But when it right, but when it, <laughs> that's amazing. All the buttons. All the buttons. When it comes down, <laughs> when it comes down to the Bible, though, that was just. I mean, you can you can slice it so simply. Each follower of Christ had one thing in common: obedience. At one point in time, they were obedient. Unfortunately, Judas, he he did some real foul stuff. Yeah. But it was aligned with the will of God. Mm-hmm. So he did what he was supposed to, supposed do. to do. Right. You know what it I'm saying? It was orchestrated from the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. So, man, like, so long as we are obedient to God is really what dictates whether or not we're Christian. It has nothing to do with millennial, Gen Z, centennials, uh, all Baby of that. None of that. You, what's the uh, what's the new one that they gonna do? The Corona babies? What they call those? I don't know. I think we just calling them uh, Ronas, little tenderonis. Tenderonis. Little tenderonis. Hershey, you were about to say something. What do y'all think? Oh, I was just gonna say. What do y'all think? Do y'all think that some people use the whole I'm a human being as a cop-out? Mm, yeah. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It comes in two ways, two forms. Uh, that's a true statement. I am a human being. I am going to make mistakes. We're all human beings. We will all make mistakes. But that doesn't justify the mistake. Right. And we use... Excuses are only used to justify why we do something that we know we shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you already know you shouldn't be doing it, but you're still trying to justify it, dude, now you're stretching. Go off. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. You know, you know, bro. <laughs> you not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You, come on now. Mm-hmm. Stop you, trying. You can train your mind to make that look like reality. Oh. And a lot of people stay in that. Like, every excuse comes with the, this is why. I'm like, I don't need the whole story stuff. Just leave it at the door. Yeah. Don't hit me with the story. Well, so check it out. <laughs> what had happened was. I, 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 but I understand where it's coming from. It's coming from a place of conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because I, I get a few stories too. Like, yeah, I didn't make it because, you know, I slept in too late and then I had to do it. And, like, nobody asked about that. Like, nobody did. <laughs> you just wonder. That is me. I feel attacked. <laughs> or it'll be like, did you keep the light on? Yes, I don't have to know, but because. <laughs> but I just be asking so I can turn it off. You know, like if you if you're not going back in the bedroom, I'm gonna save us some money on the light bill. Just tell me that you do. Then you know, hey, did you leave the light on? I forgot to turn it off when I left. Oh, okay, click. That's it. Because I don't know if you're coming back in there. I didn't know if you was planning on going to the kitchen, getting you a bottle of water, walking right back in the bedroom. So I'm not finna cut the light. Details. <laughs> The details. details. <laughs> so speaking of details, we're going to move to our marriage relationship conversation. We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but 
We only have one challenge, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And that was just financial yeah. challenges. But even like the less adulty stuff, like I'm thinking about just like small the, stuff, like him leaving his. I'm talking about like even like <laughs> not even knowing how to live together. Like I live my way, you live your way. Like your toothbrush is uncovered, mine is always covered. Oh, that's that's oh, that the bed. You know, like how do you make your bed every morning? Oh. Do you do you do you bathe every night? Do you sleep in? You know what? You know what I'm saying? Just the different stuffs. It's the bed. <laughs> Yes, Warren is raising his hand right now. can't see it. The bed, the bed, the bed once more. <laughs> so. Wait a minute. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, my daddy told me growing up, he said, if it's four o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. get at your bed. It's not bedtime. Your bed is for sleeping, not for nothing else. Understood. So that's what my bed has always been for. Oh, so you don't like do homework in bed? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-mm. You don't watch TV in bed? Now. Yeah. Okay. But, like, but that was a struggle. But like in his home, like because I visit his parents' home, yeah. he has a bed and there's a chair. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the bedroom. In his bedroom. And the chair is specifically. The lounge chair. This is great parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is great parenting. I like that. But I feel like that's gonna be the one thing our kids get bad at. It's about like, y'all right. don't do it. It's all right. It's all right. It's not about what y'all do. Yeah. You gotta put a, the the car. I don't owe you no explanation. You my child. Yeah. You gotta pull that car with. Yeah. Them. You do as I say. But there's so there's one more. thing for me is one thing. I heard she's the type. She get off work and she just come home and just flop in the bed. Right. And I'm like, dude. Saturday. You in the bed with your work clothes on? Like, what do we? Like what kind of life are we living here? <laughs> no, seriously. Like, you like, like, you're a barbarian. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing that we have to come to the middle ground on. I don't like anything in the bed that's not supposed to be in the bed. Mm-hmm. Only thing that's supposed to be in the bed is people. Can the remote be in the bed? Uh, negative. It has to be on the outside of the comforter. Like, yeah, the outside. Of the I respect comforter. that. I respect it. Anything that's not supposed to be. Outside of the comfort. I respect it. So the bed has to be made up all the time. Can you bring a bottle of water to bed? Nope. What if you get thirsty? Set it on the outside of the bed. Like you can drink it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it, it can come in the bedroom. Yeah, it can come in the bedroom. It can't lay in the bed. So nah. you're talking about the right. physical space of the bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Understood. I, I'm with that. And if there's a time, you know, like everybody has gotten too lazy, you don't take a bath before you go to bed, you don't take it in the morning. Mm-hmm. That next morning, we wash the sheets. I respect that. That's it. And I think that is fantastic. <laughs> I think that is wonderful. That the is the what? best thing that I have ever heard in my life. What did no, the mic do to all you? All y'all who go to bed with the day on y'all, it's disgusting. And it's wrong. Wash off yesterday's dirt. It's time it's for wrong. new dirt. Lay your burdens down. Now, my thing was rinsing off the dishes. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just take a couple seconds. Like, I hate when there's things that can be rinsed and people soak it. Like what is what is that? Guilty. I think I've seen. Like 
Like it, it was just cereal. Why are you soaking your cereal? All right, hold on. That the wouldn't be soaking. I didn't do is just like everything is here. We're gonna put a we're gonna put the water in here. We're gonna put the soap in here. But every like it, it makes you feel like you did something. It is the equivalent of wearing these masks out here. I got um, a mask on right now. <laughs> but, but for me, I believe it's just laziness. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. I I just be. Now when you when you now when you say it like that though like you take the ball you put the soap in there you put the water in there you let it sud up and all of that the only thing you haven't done was wiped it so it's laziness but you still gotta you know do this no you just literally gotta that's it you just gotta wipe it but it makes me feel better that it marinated given given. So there are things I do that with though. So like if I had like spaghetti and I had the bowl sitting out before I was able to rinse it off. Right. And it stuck to it. Yeah, it sticks to it. I'm gonna let that one soak you to know, loosen it up. So do you get do you scrape? What you mean? Do you scrape the noodle the noodle residue and the, the spaghetti sauce off? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she talking about other bowl. Yeah. So Before like, you put it in there. Yeah, so you say like, no, nah, I think she's saying, do you take like the excess noodles and the excess like meat or whatever that's in that bowl and just leave it in the bowl and then soak it? No, yeah, so well, yeah, I think that is what I'm saying. So like, if you got a bowl, let's say you you got like a corner of a piece of a noodle and some sauce in there, and then you're like, oh. Dang, that's been sitting out. Let me put that in the uh, the dishwater, or do you squat like scrape out the remainder that's in there? I clean my ball out. Yeah. I don't put any food in the in the, in the sink because I feel like that's childish. Yes. Yeah, and when we are at an age, you know, we ain't got everything figured out, but what we can do is scrape our plates. Well, that's that's the least we can. Do. <laughs> I, I can. That's not my strongest area as far as like details, like as far as like cleaning and making sure like there's every speck is off and all that. Because yeah. I be in the song so much, I like to listen to music as I clean that I just be moving. So now I will tell you, she said that dishes is her thing, but it's actually uh, a microwave. A dirty microwave she hates. So you know what? There's this nifty invention. It's called a plate cover. Mm-hmm. It's like a little plastic plate cover. You yeah. just sit over the top. I bought one of those. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. And we've learned a lot of things by like understanding what each other's pet peeves are yeah. and then finding a solution. Like the yeah. bed, for for example, he can't like when finished sheets come up. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep. Or like, or even if there's a wrinkle, like the mm-hmm. finished sheet can perfectly be down, but it's just wrinkled. He can't mm-hmm. sleep on wrinkles. He's weird. He's very oh, weird. I feel those. He's very Frisco, Plano. He's about this thing called the bed scrunchie. It's amazing. It, it keeps the filler sheet down, down and it keeps it tight. That is very as seen on TV of y'all. But I just want to let yeah. it be known. <laughs> if you don't it. have one, you might want to go and get you a one. It is amazing. A word from our sponsors. <laughs> it is like, no, literally. Yeah, it's like it's like a drawstring for your fitted sheet. And you just tight. You put the little clips on there at the bottom of the mattress, and you tighten it up. You don't have to worry about nothing. I think my pride would stop me from getting it for a few. Minutes. You say that. It took me a while to get a snuggie. Fair enough. I didn't like the name. Fair enough. <laughs> I feel the same way about the bed scrunchie. You don't like the name? Don't like it. We'll just mail one to you. I can't you. see myself bringing it up in, in like normal conversation. Hey man, you got a you got a bed scrunchie? Like it would. I mean, they have different variations. Like if it was called like a, a bed. A fitted sheet holder. Yes, if it was called that. Yeah, that's 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 all it is. You can call it whatever you want. The <laughs> the brand is just bed scrunchy. I don't know. I feel like a snuggie should have just been called an armed blanket. Blanket with arms. 
I'm it's not fun there. Like, you're on there. It's not fun. It's Snuggie not fun. sounds fun. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't want a Snuggie. <laughs> I'm there with you. Or I want a blanket with the arms. Mm, that's not bad. Snuggie. Snuggie it is. Shout out to all the Snuggies. I don't know if y'all still selling. They ain't selling. I'm sure. Now's the perfect time, Snuggie. If you want to employ me, I've been talking about this two-person Snuggie for the ever. I said for the ever. It's a two-person Snuggie that's going to have Velcro in between. And so when y'all want to separate or go get your own sandwich, it rips apart like some old school uh, basketball gym shorts. And you go get your own stuff. Hmm. That's super actually super genius. Super it's great, Snuggy. If you listen, y'all. No, they don't run off with your idea. it's a freebie. It's a freebie. It's fine. So, y'all, what has been the best and most challenging moments of the first year of marriage? Oh, after you, baby. Oh. Um. There's one topic where it'd be very transparent. How comes that later? But the to start on a lighter note, I learned about myself that I don't listen. I don't either. <laughs> I, don't I interrupt all of his conversations. Yeah. And I just zone out in the middle of him telling me something important. So, um, I feel so <laughs> <laughs> Like, what wig am I going to have at the end of this? Like, I'm, just, I'm very spooked. But I didn't edges. know. Oh, I didn't know edges. that about myself. So, um, yeah, a lot of artists come from that. He's, he's, got, mad, he's got mad mad. I feel just it. like. You know what? I'm just See, this is this is why I get mad though. This is why I get mad. It's different if I'm just up and talking to you, right? But the day that I just be like, dude, I can't do this. It's when you ask me a question and then don't listen for the answer to the question that you just asked. <laughs> hey, what do you want to eat today? She just zoned out after the question. Like, what? You expect me to telepathically just drop it in your brain or something? That's right. Before negative. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Duh. Do you have anything you want to add before I go into our actual like huge lump that we went got over in marriage? What was that? Um, my past sexual partners, basically. Ooh. <laughs> Being transparent, people gotta know. Yeah, it's because you I got shit on me. You have a past, so. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we all do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already knew that this was going to come one point or another. Like I said, hey, mom, dad, I have something to share with you because <laughs> God has been telling me that yes. I'm going to have to reveal my testimony mm-hmm. and I don't want y'all to hear from anybody else. Right. So, already heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like that, we had that conversation like two months ago with them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so our biggest thing is so when Warren and I got together, I was I had a sexual past and he didn't. Right. And so, figuring out how that dynamic plays in marriage, which, like, after you get into marriage, then you might like, oh, that's why God doesn't want you to have sex before marriage. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes sense now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How did I not realize? <laughs> so, um, getting over, like, being friendly with people in the past. Right. Or, like, having, even if it's just cordial, not crossing any lines, yeah. soul ties, yeah. comparisons and, like, yeah. performance in the bedroom, right. and just, like, shooting his ego down with that, and yeah. then just, like, just all that type of stuff, all bolted up in one big ugly ball. Yeah. That was probably the biggest thing that we had to go through in our first year of marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we I, went, yeah, we went through a lot of that. Yeah, too. I feel like we, like, I, our experiences were a lot different as far as like 
what God intended for marriage was for it to be sacred. Mm-hmm. And then when we have like premarital dealings with other people who were not supposed to be our wives or husbands, mm-hmm. what it does is like it, it taints and it, it's something that is hard to wash away without Jesus' blood. Mm-hmm. And I think with his yes. blood being appropriated on that first year mm-hmm. of like exposing the toxicness of what we had experienced, it really started opening up doors for healing to begin mm-hmm. in our marriage to where it's like, let's just talk about it so that we can get past that moment. You know, I think it was it was a great thing that we, we discussed. And Like, I kind of vomited it out. Like, I think it was like when we were dating, I was just like, yeah, so um, I just want you to know this before we just get any further. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just like spilling it out because I didn't want to feel, I had already felt shameful. Mm-hmm. Like, I already went through that by myself. I had already felt in the dark. I had already mm-hmm. felt used. I already felt this. And I was like, look, we about to do anything. This is what we got to do. And I think even like the lust of like before we got married and just wanting to hurt you all the time, like that was you hard. More than that. What? You said to hurt. hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just want to hurt well, like all the time. <laughs> what country dialect is that one from? <laughs> Where is that from? I don't but. know. Can I have the language of origin, please? <laughs> Give me the words. But no, yeah, like for real, like, um, like when we were dating, I just, like you were saying, that shamefulness. So, where we fell into like our dips is where he couldn't trust me anymore because I would lie about like who I had who I had sex with or like yeah. my body count like it yeah. just kept rising just a little yeah. bit every time I talked to him right, right. and he's just like that's just right when I thought we were building a bridge like he just knocked that thing down again and again so so usually stuff like that uh, shouldn't matter I guess but I always said. I didn't want to build a relationship on a on a faulty foundation. Amen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine lies coming out three years in a marriage. Well, I really wasn't truthful about this. It's like, dog, you should have been said that. Because now, now like that can that can cause you to harbor resentment. Because you know, if you hold marriage sacred, you know, truly as holy matrimony, Mm -hmm. ain't no way out. Even if your trust has been all the way broken, and if you don't feel like you can come back from it, Mm -hmm. you stuck. You know what I'm saying? That stuff happened before marriage. You ain't know where you going. Yeah, and then the interesting dynamic is I came from the mindset of someone who's had sex. So we ha- everybody that's had sex has a pretty similar mentality. Like body count doesn't really matter. Like, eh, I mean, you could choose to talk about it. No, I was unless like it. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But I'm saying from the perspective of like some people are like that's not really information that needs to be. Like so many layers because there's the trust factor, then there's the you know just 
I think how our perspective can change of one another in marriage. It's like, oh my gosh, you did that? You did that? You know, like the the pedestal we hold one another on. That and even the perspective of me like, well, you done had nobody. So, I mean, I don't mean to like emphasize it like, but I'm saying like, so are you not, are you not, are you not going to be interested in other women or curious to know what it's like to be with someone different? Like even those Mm. thoughts, even the devil can like plant those type of thoughts. Like you haven't, you don't know what's out there. Like everybody has their, you know, HOE phase Mm -hmm. or the men have, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. You didn't get the chance to have that, so mm-hmm. is that going to affect us later down the line? Right. Yeah, like those. But I, but I debunked that by saying it's not that I didn't have the chance. Right. I just mm-hmm. chose not to act on it. Man, mm-hmm. shout out to you. So it's a different. It's a different dynamic. You are the hope and the dream of the slave. Oh god. <laughs> like on a serious note. Seriously though. Uh, we talked about it in the last podcast about like that. Like we need to tell more of our young men that that is the goal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, possible. And it's possible because, like, if somebody sat me down and was like, look, man, this is not the way. This is the way. And Jesus is the way. You know, being pure is the way. I, you know, I wouldn't have experienced what I experienced because it's like, dang, that's not even worth it. Yeah. You know, and I think we surround ourselves with people who are doing the same thing. So, therefore, it becomes a group mentality. It's normal. It's, yeah, yeah, we all do this. We become desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So how did you, um, so Warren, how, how was that experience for you? Like, because I know that temptation obviously was around with that. And especially when y'all were dating, y'all knew y'all were getting serious and y'all knew y'all were going to get married. How did you, y'all, y'all don't see the motion I'm doing right now, but it's like the, which step, which step. how did you, <laughs> triumph, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, this is going to sound extremely cocky. No pun intended. Uh, it's because <laughs> light bulb went off, but it went off. Understand? Go ahead. Well, uh, <laughs> one of my boys growing up, man, he always told me you need to have the mentality that you're you're giving the female the opportunity to be with you. And so I looked at myself as a privilege to whoever the female was. So, oh, so you were the prize. Yeah. Oh. But that's more of like that's a me- but that's like a mental gymnastic. I'm talking about spiritually, how did you hold yourself? Well, together? that's how it was. I knew I knew I knew I knew like the we had different goals. Like the prize that a female would want when they trying to get you under the sheet wasn't my prize. I just want to let you know if you find yourself under a fitted sheet that has a best crunchy on it, there's no way to get out of it. (laughs) There's no way to get out. But yeah, it's just it's just that we had different goals in mind. My goal was always to date for the purposes of marriage. And so if I met a female and she made it too easy, uh, I'm gone. So how did you know her? She was that woman you were marrying. Uh, She made me work. That's good. Yeah, that's, good. that's pretty fun. She told <laughs> me, I, I remember it was a, her last semester in college. I started talking to her, and I said, "Yo, I date for the purposes of marriage. I'm just letting you know that off the cuff." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, you know, I don't know where my career is going to take me when I graduate. This and the third. I just want right. to be friends." Yeah. I said, "I got enough friends. Oh, I don't need no more. <laughs> I don't um, need no more friends." Why is that the line? Why is that the tweet? 
That's the one. No, I don't usually, need no more friends. No, usually guys are like, can you have friends though? Like, that's usually what I hear. I mean, that used to be my, <laughs> my gateway. Okay. Like, you can't have friends? You can be friends. Oh, uh, uh, so you want it to be friends. Yeah, most yeah, guys want to be friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't want the extraness. I just want, you know. Yeah. I follow you. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. So I told her, like, she like, we can just be friends. Well, we ain't finna communicate no more then. Dang. So, what, what, okay, go ahead. I just keep having, like, some questions every time you say. And there's one question we never answered, by what, the way. What was it? It was how did we get through those tough conversations? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll start there. Let's start there. Perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah, it was actually a book. It was in a book. It was yeah. a book that put the us back together. It was called You, Me, and Forever by Francis and Lisa Chan. I've heard, I've heard of him. Fantastic book. Fantastic. Yeah. It was him and his wife that wrote it. Yeah. And they talked about, you know, just building the foundation of marriage. Mm-hmm. And so she knew that that's where my head was at. We read this book together. And halfway through, she was like, yo, I'm just trying to figure out whether, you know, I want to commit to you or this other dude. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, yo, it's, I'm not going to sit here and wait because you like you holding me back at this point. Mm-hmm. So go on, do your thing with him. It is what it is. We was going to just cut communication. It was it. And then, yeah, that's when he taught me um, a very important lesson where he coined the question, um, do you see yourself in the future with a man of God or a godly man? Mm-hmm. Hit her with the word. Where are my edges? That was good. Yeah, okay. so then we had the conversation of the difference between the two. Wow. And I realized that he is the godly man that I want to be with in the future. And the other guy was just a perpetrating man. Because <laughs> there are a lot of men who would, you know, they put that little hashtag, they'll put like a verse mm-hmm. on story, you know, yeah. man of God. I'm like, okay, that's good that you said that, mm-hmm. but does your lifestyle. Yeah, that's yeah. like in that bio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But women do it too. Mm-hmm. And so I explained it to her this way, and I say uh, the differences between a man of God and a godly man is this. When you look just very surface level at the two terms, mm-hmm. when you say man of God, what comes first? Mm-hmm. When you say godly man, what comes first? God. I was actually thinking quite oppositely when you said that um, a man of God means like he's of God, like he's from, you know what I'm saying? Like he's mm-hmm. with an in covenant with God, and a godly man could think he's a God in his own eyes. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's why I look at it too. Whatever way she looked at it, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, and here it is. And I, I think another important thing in marriage, um, well, for us at least, we have. My my sister and brother-in-law, mm. they're a few years older. So in those times where it's too cloudy and too dusty to really just like get on the same page, it's nice to have that person, those people that are married, have been through their own set of struggles and can look at stuff from like an objective point of view, mm. tell us where each of us are kind of right or wrong, mm. and Dude. give us a platform to talk to each other without cutting each other's throats. I think so one of the craziest moments. That, that helped us a lot through the, the rough patches of the first year. One of the craziest things is that her and her older sister, they literally think exactly alike. Mm-hmm. Or at this point in time, they thought the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Well, her brother-in-law and I, we think just the same. Mm-hmm. And so the most productive conversations was when she would go and talk to her brother-in-law and I would sit down and talk to her sister. Mm-hmm. And she would explain to me her point of view. Gotcha. She was like, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but check this out. This is where her head was at. Mm-hmm. 
And one thing that I've had to learn a lot in marriage is to pay attention to where your partner's head is. That's, like that, head yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. And then knowing that whenever you get into a quote-unquote altercation with your spouse, mm-hmm. it's not because you're angry or mad about something. It's because you're passionate about the situation. Mm-hmm. And so you have to learn to take the words for the words mm-hmm. and leave the emotions elsewhere. And that is a challenge. And that is a challenge. Because I wonder at what point in our life, in our development, do we um, start to think that being louder or being more aggressive made us more right? Mm-hmm. Like, we just we just rude people. <laughs> and some of that well, stuff as a is, people, rude. is learned. Yeah. I believe I've never heard my dad or mom like yell at each other in front of us ever. Mm-hmm. Not that they didn't do it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the not in front that of the they kids. sheltered that from us. Mm-hmm. I was able to be like I shouldn't be yelling at my wife because my mom, my mom, my dad never yelled to my mom. Yeah, you mm-hmm. never raised your voice at me, and I think it's so impressive. No, never have. <laughs> <laughs> never have. I like, think it's so impressive. I'm like, wow, and it's that's not, great. It's not because I'm like ultimately more patient than you. It just means that I have the respect for even in that moment, like. I know that I'm frustrated. Whatever is going to come out of this frustrating place mm-hmm. is not going to be beneficial to us. See, I think I think one thing I, I think I'm now understanding is you see it as a choice. Yeah. Like, it's a, to me, when I'm, like, heated or upset or just all around frustrated, I'm like, this is not a choice. Like, I, I you just don't understand me. Earlier, you, um, I don't know what we were talking about, but you said... Um, that this is a contract we paid a contract or we we you know I you didn't say it like that but it like the word contract was used mm-hmm. um would you say that there is a difference between seriously dating and living together no contract no wedding uh, no marriage license versus being married like do you think there's no real difference between it uh, there shouldn't be a real difference between it if you are dating somebody and commit to living with that person, you're committing to, I guess, uh, pursuing the acts of a married couple. But it's not always the case. You know, we try to make it seem like, oh, we, we just live together and it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. Like, y'all building a house together. Mm-hmm. Y'all are building a home. Mm-hmm. If a man and woman live together, if something breaks in the house, who's responsible for it? Mm-hmm. The dude, most of the time, is going to have to be the one to go up and fix it. You know, just in terms of just basic gender roles, guys, don't don't get me. Don't get me. Thank okay, you. Calm down. But right. at the end of the day, there's a need for home improvement, mm-hmm. and there's a man that's in the house. The man, nine times out of ten, is going to be chosen for that job. Yeah, because I don't want to mess with him. That, 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 that's just my personal. And that's real. Like, when I, I just don't be willing to mess with stuff. Like, if it breaks, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I come from a single-parent household. My mama broke stuff, and it just stayed broke. That's it. It's still broke today. <laughs> to this day. It's yeah. still broke. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just don't want to mess with it. Like the, the, now the, I'm here to help. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Here to help. Break it and fix it. Yeah. It's great. Uh, there you go but that it just comes down to it that um there are just things that are required of you when you live with somebody mm-hmm. and a lot of those things come with the marriage contract mm-hmm. and so if you're already living with somebody i mean shoot the only thing that you don't have at this point is a ring i don't know i see it a little differently like i, I don't i know that we technically have a license and that's the contract but i, I feel like there i love you <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we were not under a covenant, if we were just like boyfriend and girlfriend for 10 years, yeah, there's a lot of it stuff. It wouldn't fly for me. Like, there's a lot, like, I think there's like different levels that like we've grown into just being in covenant that like, if we were just like, all right, you, you buying pizza? You getting some, you getting some wings tonight? Okay, like, I, I'm about to go. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go out for the weekend and I'm coming back on Monday. Like, we was like real chill boyfriend, girlfriend type stuff. Like, it'd be, I don't think we would have, you know? There's a difference between covenant and contract. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who are married but are under that boyfriend-girlfriend kind of situation mm-hmm. to where it's, we're married, mm-hmm. but you do what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I, I do. do. Talk good. And then we've been That's doing it. this for years. Go out. And when I saw that, I was like, I don't want that kind of marriage. I right. want our own marriage. Right. I don't want the marriage goals and relationship goals that people are putting out. Right. I want to be Tweety and Patrice Absolutely. at the best of you know our abilities right. and allowing God to be part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. People take God out of the relationship mm-hmm. and do what they do. Yeah. They mess up and then they come back to God. God, where are you? Mm-hmm. And really, you weren't involving him in the relationship. When right. you're doing the boyfriend-girlfriend thing, you're really not wanting God in the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do y'all think there's a difference? Like, would you, would you be? I don't know how exactly I'm trying to say this. Um, would you be together? Not, I'm not trying to say if you were to get like, would you not be together if you weren't married right now? But what has been the difference between dating and now being married? For us, uh, the biggest transition is accommodating each other in all aspects. When we were dating, shoot, if I wanted to go to Whataburger and I ain't had no money for it, that's on me. That's on me. Yeah. <laughs> now, I got to ask her, hey, can I go to Whataburger? Like, is that cool? It sounds so like, but it's right. Or like, low-key, like, do you want Whataburger? Because like, yeah. it, it used to be just my money. Right. But now, because we put our funds together and we're building, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, using everything that we have towards building a household... Mm-hmm. It's our money now. Mm-hmm. So I can't just be like, ooh, the PlayStation 5 drop next month. I'm finna just set this money off to the side for myself. Yeah. Like I would when I was just dating. Yeah. Right. Every every dollar has a name and everything that I spend it on affects her. Yeah. But, but again, anything we have differences differences on, we typically don't leave it at that. We try to find a solution. So now that I know he has like this whole Whataburger binge that he wants or if he does on the PS5 now we have an account to where it's like his leisure it's an account. attention yeah and so I know throw some money in that account you know right. weekly another message from our sponsors uh, Whataburger <laughs> spicy ketchup is amazing that's it daddy milk Yo. all day every day Yo. you haven't been H-E-B and got it I have a massive bottle of spicy ketchup oh, at, okay. at home yeah, yes. okay. I actually have not opened it yet it's my housewarming gift to myself whenever we move to that our own place beautiful <laughs> so okay. So, guys, we are moving on to the last section of the podcast. This is our ad tax se- uh, section. So, this is Million Dollar Conversations podcast. Um, and we like to run people's bill up because, you know, that's just what we do out here. We're just giving them free games. Extra free change. Knowledge. Extra change. Extra change. <laughs> you know, throwing your coins this way. So, in the ad tax part of the podcast, um, just share with us something that's of extra value. Something that you came up on this week. Some wisdom you got. Something you could share with somebody else. Um, something that maybe you didn't know at the beginning of the week, but now you you really hip on. So anybody wanna wanna jump in with the ad tech? Man, I can go first. Um, so 
I realized that I am a generally, well, let's start here. A few months, like I said, a couple years back, I was that person that was always busy. Had all the ambitions in my vision board. Mm-hmm. I was on it, entrepreneurship, boom, bow, bada bing, bada boom, mm-hmm. all of that. <laughs> um, realized I had to slow down because um, sometimes you just try to be a part of something, make you feel like you are a part of something. So yeah. I was like helping everybody with their goals and I wasn't even attending to my own. Mm-hmm. And in that, I had to kind of find myself again and what I really wanted to do. So um, it started from me finding what I wanted to do to me becoming lazy and content. Mm. Um, so this year I've been battling overcoming the lazy mindset that I accrued over the past year and really trying to understand where I want to be. Um, and so in that, I have had some relationships with God and talked to him about um, training my mentality and things of that nature. Um, because everything starts in the mind and then it yeah. manifests. Yeah. So just combating that. So one thing, as I would, you know, you look for all these motivational uh, posts and everything online on Google or whatever. So one thing I came across that kind of stuck with me is um, if you go out a year from now, would you regret? Would you regret that you didn't start today? Mm. Okay, that's good. And so that's one thing I hold on to. I made a list of thing of uh, things I want to accomplish, and a year from now, I'm going to reflect back on that list and see if um, I came up on those goals. So I just encourage you to think about a year later and where you are now, and if you would be disappointed in yourself if you didn't start today. That's good. I I knew I wasn't gonna have that list. Uh, my ad text is um, God does not God loves who you are like he loves who we are like he knows like he made Tweety be Tweety Warren be Warren Hershey be Hershey Patrice be Patrice but like in matters of getting his things done he doesn't always need you to be you like you know you we we pride ourselves or I'm gonna just talk about me like I'm gonna just rip my own edges off like you know we get really big on I'm just being me like my response to everything in life is I was just being myself. I was just being the best me I could be. I was just living my best life. I was just doing what I knew how to do. Um, and like we excuse ourselves from so many blessings because we just so busy being us. And this is just how, this is what I do. This is how I do things. And so, um, and whatever you're pursuing and whatever you're going after, um, just remember God doesn't always need you to be you all the time. Sometimes you just need to be his. Unless you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's good. good. My ad tax is going to be uh, pretty simple. It's just mastering execution. I think I've lived so much in the shadows of when is it my turn? How do I go to the next level? And what am I doing to practice to uh, educate myself on different skills? And what I learned is that everybody is able to do something when it comes to building a business or starting uh, off a career, but the problem happens like, how do I take it to the next level? There's always a glass ceiling for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, the president has a glass ceiling. There's a goals that he has. Everybody has that place where they're feeling like, I'm not fulfilling my purpose. And of lately, I've been feeling like, what is that amount of execution that is going to take for me to actually fulfill my purpose? So I've started to take every single day as an opportunity to execute everything that I've put 
on that goal list that I have for 35 year old tweet you know and oh my gosh <laughs> what do you think we're gonna be what do you think we're gonna smell like what, what do you think our favorite meal is gonna be I mean, Smell like Versace, like something. Oh. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, but uh, just mastering execution, you know, I've, I've always had an excuse for certain, for certain things. I can't do this because uh, I tried, or I'm still trying. God is yes, still working on me. There's so many things that I've pulled on in my past that I'm like, I'm leaving that behind me and just going to follow what God said. It worked out for Moses. It worked out for Abraham. It worked out for all the hidden figures. Oh, plug. Yeah, it can surely <laughs> work out for me if okay. I just trust okay. God. Amen. And I guess my ad text will just be the, uh, regardless of all of the stuff that's going on right now, trust that God's still in control. Amen. We, yeah. get, we get so wrapped up in, oh, I need hand soap and I need a mask. <laughs> I need gloves and hand sanitizer. Well, if we pray a little bit, I think prayer can kill the corona better than Lysol spray. Talk about it. Amen. That's good. That's all. That's real good. All right, guys. Your invoice has now been processed. We're going to um, go ahead and send it to your email or um, send it in the mail with your stimulation yeah. package. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but real quick before we dip up out of here, um, Warren and Hershey, if y'all can leave y'all social media handles, let people know where they can find you. Uh, and what they can find you doing when they find you. All right. You can follow me at uh, Warren Seals Music on Instagram and on Facebook. <laughs> and then I guess if you want to follow little old me. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm on Instagram at Miss.Kisses. Yeah. Before we leave, Warren, yeah. since we are going to add a song at the end of this, what song would you like the listeners to listen to? Pick a song. They already listened to David. Mm. Oh, my personal favorite is Martha. Okay, Martha. Okay. Martha. Awesome. All right, everybody. This did, well, actually, no, you did your own cue and please tell it. Do that. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, about I'm, I'm over here being, so D- I'm over here being yeah. DJ Khaled and you no. right here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Well, uh, just the thing about Martha is that uh, it's actually pretty interesting with this time period. It's all about somebody who was so busy doing so much that they couldn't just sit down and be still and just be with God. Now with everything on shutdown, we won't have nothing but time, you know. And so um, one main thing about Martha was that uh, when Jesus was coming to her career up, you see, I give the I give the, the slang edition of the story. Mm-hmm. So uh, when Jesus was coming to her crib, Martha and Mary were both there. So Jesus sits down on the couch. He's chilling. Martha comes. She sits at, I'm sorry, Mary comes and sits at the feet of Jesus. And she's like, yo, he here? I'm finna just kick it with him. That's dope. Martha's like, but the dishes. But I ain't vacuum. But my window's dirty. But I got this carpet. See, I got to do all this stuff just to make my place presentable for somebody who's already in the place. So Christ says, yo, you can't sit down and get mad at somebody or you can't get mad for Mary or at Mary for utilizing this moment and sitting down at my feet, being in my presence. You need to do the same thing. Slow down a little bit. And so 
that's, that's, that's what Martha's all about. And it's just a reminder for me to just take time and just know that um, no matter how fast I think I'm moving, God can always move faster. Amen. So sometimes I need to just slow down, move myself out of the way, and allow him to work. All right, everybody. Now we have Warren Seals Martha. If I would have known you came, would have done more things, would have changed my ways. If I would've known you came, would've did a little more, would've cleaned my space If I would've known you came If I would've known you came I would've made more time for you I wanna make things right for you Gotta be presentable Fix myself, then come to you But I got so much on my plate I wanna take a break, but I can't engage I just need to slow down I just wanna get to know Know that I'm God, know I'm here, see what you got Come sit at my feet, baggage and all, I don't care about that Here is my heart, just give me a moment, I am who I am I'm here to console you, wherever you're broken Just give me a chance, it's time for atonement While I'm in your presence, I need you to slow down a bit I just wanna get to know you, get to show you what I can do for you Need you to stop, I know you're busy Time, I'll take your hurt and I'll change your life I just wanna get to know